0: Hello, friends! Happy Saturday! God, I woke up this morning and I don't know where you are, but in Austin, it's 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 the end of February and it's like it's the most perfect spring summer day. I cannot get over it. What else is going on? How are you doing? I interviewed Molly Roden Winner yesterday, the author of M- More, a memoir about open marriage, and what a delight! I I have honestly loved her memoir so much, and I found it. Just really relatable as a woman who started dating in her 30s, the anxiety and stress that she went through and the stuff that she dealt with with men. And it's really funny to hear her husband when she's like kind of processing things with him. And she's like, why is it so easy for you to just, you know, you're dating women and it's just effortless. And he's like, because they're women and you're dating men. And it's just like, yeah, it's so crazy. Just the years of mental consumption and conflict that you experience added add to that when you're a mother. Even if you're not into the idea of non-monogamy or polyamory, I still think it's worth reading. And the plus side is like she writes pretty candidly about sex and like, frankly, I was into it. I was into it. So today I want to just sort of uh, continuation of what we've been talking about, of beliefs and thoughts and feelings, because that's everything, right? But today, more specifically, thoughts and beliefs. And I'm not sure if you know the difference, but as you know, thoughts are tiny little sentences just running through our brains. And they're not necessarily optional, right? Like you're thinking a lot of thoughts that when you become aware of them, you're like, where did that even come from? And do I even believe that? And a lot of those thoughts are just being absorbed. Um, But then there's beliefs. And a belief is a thought that you have you have unconsciously chosen and sometimes chosen to think on repeat. It's a thought that you're just continuously believing. And what's really fascinating to me about beliefs is that they require zero introspection. Meaning if you have a belief or you've that you've adopted or chosen to believe without ever really thinking about it or taking into consider- consideration the opposite view, do you really Do you really stand by it? Right. And we do feel pretty steadfast in our beliefs where um, there's like a serpitude to it. And without, like I said, without any examination. And that's what I want to kind of slip, like touch on today, because You know, the first four to seven years of our lives, our brains are absorbing like all of these lessons and messages that are going on around us. And the people that are modeling the lessons and their behaviors, we're just downloading all of that information without question. Sometimes, if we're lucky, we start to question those things and then decide later for ourselves. And but I want to talk about the messages and beliefs that we form about ourselves, perhaps from us interpreting the world around us or the influences from the outside of us, right, externally, that we that told us something about ourselves that we never really questioned. And I want to talk about those negative belief systems that are stored within us that are we're living with that we're not aware of. Those unconscious beliefs that are stored in our primitive brain, our subconscious, and our limbic emotional brain, um, where the feelings and emotions and memories are stored, that are buried below the surface. And the reason it's important that we talk about it and that you start to hopefully uncover and examine those is because those are the ones that are running your show. And you don't even, you're not even conscious to that. As you know, a few weeks ago, I recently received some messages online about my affair and, and there were some other co- opinions about me and my co-parent and our relationship, but that in, in essence, that I'm a monster and I use people and I'm not, I'm not a good person. And today I'm, I just want to share with you guys, my, my subscribers, how I truly believe it gave me this wonderful opportunity to do some deeper work on myself and how thankful I am for it. And as I keep referring to this book, Existential Kink by Dr. Carolyn Elliott, and she teaches several axioms in it. And there's one I want to refer to today, which is having is evidence of wanting. This may feel at first I, the defenses might go up, and there 's a bit maybe an unpopular opinion, but when you sit with it and you sit with on some level i 'm choosing everything that is happening, and i 'm responsible for the results in my life, you actually will find a certain amount of relief, maybe not consciously, you know, like we're not consciously choosing say the the bad things that happen to us, but unconsciously, we are choosing a lot of what's going on in our world because of these deeply buried beliefs and as I've already explained when we sit with those with those messages and we allow ourselves to experience and embody them we can start to release them when it's happening and you're feeling uncomfortable <clears throat> when you, maybe someone tells you something you don't like about yourself, or or you're just thinking about, like, you're just running about your day, and you're having a bunch of negative thoughts, and you're embodying those, this is where you want to stop and drop a pin, right? So there's a sense, there's a little bit of a tactical approach. Like for me, when I was feeling the sensation of helplessness, uh, along with some fear, when I was seeing those messages, my body, my nervous system did its thing, it went into a hyper arousal, and then hypo and my nervous system got dysregulated. But after I was able to establish safety, I sat with the tension that had built up. And I asked myself, what else is here? Because I knew for a fact what was happening in the current circumstance was bringing up and drumming up some older wound or belief. And I couldn't, I wasn't quite sure what it was. But yes, my reaction to the circumstance was Was probably warranted. Like, who is this? What's going on? How do I make it stop? But I didn't believe what they were saying. And so I was like, what is going on in my body right now? What else is here? And I invited this part of myself, the part of me who had an affair, the part of me who has mistreated people, the part of me that's made mistakes, to talk to me, to rise up. I let those emotions, rather than rather than trying to just stay scared or just not rather than trying but rather than sitting in scared and fear and anxiety and resist the emotion i invited it i welcomed the feeling that was buried the one that i hadn't admitted to or felt into so this is where this is this is the this this is what separates it okay the one that i hadn't felt into i had felt the fear i'd felt the anxiety but I hadn't ever allowed myself to feel in to the disappointment and the humiliation. And as I felt into it, it was so clear to me that I hadn't been proud of the things that I had done, how I had operated in life over the years, and every message just kept coming up that I wasn't proud, and though I have felt shame and anxiety about those things, I hadn't felt those specific parts of the embarrassment, the humiliation, the self-hatred, the disappointment. And I was able to see how that part of me had been disintegrated from myself. It was separate from me. And the beliefs I had about myself as a mother, a friend, a wife, a girlfriend, a woman in community... This self-imposed judgment and inner critic and monologue about being canceled and the scarlet letter, this belief about being a bad girl, not deserving of, everybody knows. I saw how I've also been trying to show up as the opposite, like this extreme correction where the pendulum just swings. And how controlled and rigid I've been about how I look in community and what others think of me. And I saw how it actually had nothing to do with anyone else. I mean, yes, my brain was like these external people and these other things outside of me. They think this, they think that, but I was the one judging myself for all that I had done. And that was where I separated from myself and I lost a part of myself. And the reality is we all do that. And it usually starts in childhood when we... When a part of us is rejected by the outside or we interpret we're we're not we're not accepted here or we're different from, we reject those parts of ourselves. And then we create a false self to compensate for that. And we disown those parts of us, which then sit as unintegrated feelings and beliefs, or the repressed parts that I keep talking about. And those are the subconscious parts of us. They're still here, they're still in us. We're just not thinking about them. So Instead of embodying and integrating those emotions I had over what I had done, I squashed it all down under my shame. And instead, I started to act like what I thought was a good person, a good girl. The reason we stop at the anxiety and the shame and the fear is because that feels awful already, right? And we want to avoid feeling awful. So we resist going towards the emotions, But if you can learn to greet your shame and your disgust and your fear and your judgment and your humiliation, become the guardian of your uncomfortable feelings, you can start letting go of lifetimes of a pain body. I mean, think about how much energy does it require for us to carry around all of this baggage, all of these heavy emotions that we're not aware of. So rather than carrying around the unfelt, we want to ask ourselves, what if everything is okay to feel? What if it's all okay? What if those parts of me are not bad? So after sitting through all of that, I noticed this sentence, and I should say it was actually a belief because I've been, it's been on repeat, and it's something I've never really spent time examining, but I was saying it out loud when I was crying, and it was, I'm not proud of myself. I'm not proud of myself. And the more I heard it, it, the harder I held myself, and I started to talk back. And I just said, and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let me let you in on a little something. When the subconscious, primitive, and limbic meet, the cortical, thinking, conscious brain, when those three can align you can lit, you literally start to shift your neural networks the beliefs this is how we overcome our internal limited beliefs our upper limits you can actually feel the negative repressed beliefs start to lose power and dissolve it is bananas like i can't even it sounds again it sounds like well that's so simple why aren't we Why aren't we all just overcoming these things? Because it doesn't feel so great to sit in, and the brain wants to avoid anything that's painful, including feelings like disgust and and disappointment, right? But when we can accept whatever is arriving, it's either going to integrate into your being or move out from your being. Because again, your thoughts and your beliefs aren't facts, and your feelings aren't facts either, it's all being made up in your mind, depending on how you interpret the world around you and all of the things and the lessons you were taught and the behaviors that you picked up. Now, I know a lot of you listening also have a really great understanding of like laws of attraction and manifestation. And so I want to come back to this, this axiom from existential kink, which is having is evidence of wanting. There are some things in your life that I'm sure you've been able to manifest into like material through positive thinking and action. But we know it can't be just as simple as sitting around thinking positive thoughts and saying daily affirmations and that you're, you're going to feel great about yourself and you're going to love yourself and that everything you want is going to come your way. And we know this because we just have to look around the world to see that that's not happening, right? It's not as easy to think your way through these things because underneath your cortical thinking planning brain that's like I want this I want that I feel good I feel great there are these beliefs you have about yourself that are deeper that are repressed the unfelt the other day you know I was, I was driving and there's this car I want I've wanted it for a, a hot minute and I see it everywhere because that's just how life works right once you like clock something it's all over and That same sentence went through my brain when I saw it. That always goes through my brain when I see it, which is, well, that's not happening anytime soon. But before I could finish that sentence, another one came through. And it was, God, I would feel so proud in that car. And I saw myself in it. Like, suddenly, like, I saw myself holding the steering wheel, and I had this sensation Pulse through the backside of my body like in my spine and it crawled through my arms and I literally had the chills and I was smiling huge and then it like I had I was literally like I said I was in my car I'm at a stoplight and I just had this awareness I was so present for it I couldn't believe it I was feeling pride and throughout the rest of that day and since that day I continue like even now as I'm talking about it I can start to feel it, and I don't even know the last time I, had, I have felt pride or proud of myself, but since that day, I haven't stopped thinking and feeling it, and it has given me so much gratitude to this person who left those comments on my social media, and I genuinely mean that because it has opened me up to being able to go into these old wounds and heal and find these messages that I had about myself, and now I'm like, I don't believe that anymore. I'm, I know I've done these things and I don't have to, I can, I can integrate the ways that I was, but I can still feel proud of myself. And now I'm feeling the pride, which that's how you actually manifest is when the thoughts and the feelings are embodied and aligned. And so I want to invite you today and tomorrow and the rest of your life to face, feel, and embody your emotions as they rise. Get curious with your anxiety and fear and just see what comes up, what messages there that are, un, what, what's unfelt there and what they have to tell you. There's so much wisdom there. And I promise it's going to restore you to wholeness and your power. You will uncover these beliefs and reclaim you. And then this is the next step into being able to have the life you want to live. So we'll continue talking more about that and because um, I have been having a lot of conversations around laws of attraction and manifestation and how these repressed feelings are the ones dominating. So how do we uncover them? We're going to keep working on it. Um, I also, uh, like I said, looking forward to releasing this interview with Molly Roden Winter. It will be coming out soon. And uh, that's all I've got. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Leave your comments below. Give me some questions if you have them and tell your friends about Wait, what? With Ashley Kelsch, I'm on Substack, or they can find it on Apple and Spotify too. So can you. I don't know if you know that, but you can actually download this directly to your Apple or your Spotify, this being the podcast, and it will just start populating on there. You don't have to worry about going through Substack if you find that that interface is a little bit wonky or just unfamiliar. Again, if you have questions about that, ask me. Happy to show you the way. Have a great weekend.